So hang on a sec. What? Huh? What? So do you have a joke or not? I do. But yes. you can't tell it the way you want to tell it? No, because it's got an offensive line that I have to think about a way to retell it. Right. I can change that, but I have to think about how I'm going to do so it. So you're going to do a different joke I'm then? I'm going to do a different joke. Well, why don't we give you a week to workshop your other joke? Well, I have got a week. Yes, that's right. <laughs> I thought about it this morning. All right. So bloke goes to the doctor. Doc says, what's the problem? He goes, oh, mate, uh, Doc, I've um, got a bit of a problem. Uh, it's pretty embarrassing. And the doc says, well, oh, I'm a doctor. You know, I'm not here to, here to help. And he goes, well, I'm a, I feel fine, but my penis is bright yellow. <laughs> doctor goes, bright yellow? Mm. Guy goes, yeah. And the doc says, well, I'm going to have to have a look. And the guy goes, well, that's what I'm a bit embarrassed about. And the guy goes, look, I'm a med- medical doctor. I see this stuff all the time. Just, you know, I'll be able to work out what the problem is. You've got to pull your pants down. So the guy goes, oh, so he tenderly, gingerly pulls his pants down, quite embarrassed. And sure as shit, bright yellow. Boom. Hmm. Doctor goes, like highlighter yellow? Oh, yeah. Like <laughs> yellow. So the uh, doctor goes, well, I'm going to have to ask some personal questions. Um, I need to find, I've never seen this before in my life and, um, short of going on doing some research on, you know, online or whatever, I'll, I'll ask my colleagues, I have to ask some questions first. Uh, are you, how old are you? He goes, guys, I'm 45. Goes, okay, okay, it's, it's normal. Are you, do you engage in normal sexual practices? And he goes, well, if you mean by normal sexual practices, having sex with my wife once a week, um, missionary position every time, then yes, that's what I do. He goes, oh, it's, it's you know, nothing unusual about, with your wife or, any, or you don't have any, um, uh, any other lovers or, you know, and he goes, no, uh, my one dear wife, if I, a person I've ever had sex with in my life for 30 years, we're married and, uh, sorry, 20, 20 years we married and, uh, he'd be 15. It's a bit wrong. Um, and, uh, that's it once a week with my wife. The guy goes, wow. So he starts thinking about stuff, asking his questions. And he finally ends with, you know, have you got any unusual habits? And the guy goes, well, not really. And he goes, well, doctors, what do you mean? Not really? He goes, well, got one little thing I like to do and the doc says what is it and he goes I don't mind sitting down to a porno with a bag of twisties <laughs> <laughs> they're obviously the cheese twisties too yeah, start the other not ones the chicken. Are, yeah they're, they're a tinge of green aren't they <laughs> yeah. actually that's even better green penis Let's go! Attack commences in 60 seconds. Welcome to the Game On AUS podcast, episode 63. 63, have a big wee. As we record this in sort of sunny Perth, I don't know, it's getting there. Cyclone Joyce powered through this place for a little while uh, over in WA. But yes, on this Thursday, the 18th of January, thank you very much for joining us for it. We'll check in with the Overwatch's first week of league launch numbers. Genital jousting is getting an Aussie release. <laughs> it's as good as it sounds. NBA Jam, slated for a revival. Oh, mate. Mm. What is Nintendo Labo? I don't know. Neither do I. <laughs> we're going to answer that question for you. Uh, we're going to check in with the games that uh, our Facebook community was most looking forward to. It's a chat that you and I had last week, and mm. we threw it out there. Plenty of feedback on that. What are you playing? Because you've got some stuff to talk about regarding Sniper Elite 4. No, I, yes, I have. All right, Danny boy, let's get into it, shall we? Let's do it! Yup, yup! Game on. 
Game on! Welcome to the Game on AUS podcast. Yeah. My name is Pete. My name is Dan Internet. And you know what? We just bang on for an hour every week about what's happening in the gaming world and some of the stuff gamers are talking about because we just bloody love gaming. And you know what else we bloody love, Pete? Bloody gaming, Dan. Bloody gaming, you Yo- got it, mate. BLT! Oh, what a ripper. Hey, uh, let's say some thank yous to, first and foremost, our beautiful Game on AUS community on Facebook. You're it's, a um, bloody bunch of ripper people. I mean, you know, Facebook's can be a prick of a thing, and I can say that mm-hmm. out loud because I, I have a love-hate thing with that thing, but um, what I do love about it is the connection and this whole crap about Zuckerberg coming out during the week and saying they're, they're reshaping Facebook to be more of a community-based thing again, so it's not about just you know hammering you with posts. That's what we have, Mr. Yeah. Mark Zuckerberg, if you're listening. Yeah. Go, go and check out Game On, mate, and you see what, you'll see what a community is, buddy. You're fucking with it. Piss yeah, off. Yeah, stop fucking with it. Leave, no, Kai, you... leave Kai alone, for God's sake. <laughs> yeah. Oh, by the way, I got banned again. Did you? Yeah. <laughs> you and Kai. Now there's two wanted pictures at the Facebook. There's, there's Kai, I think it's my Kai Sherpel and Petey Power. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah. Fucking asshole. And there's me, the roundos. I'm, I'm squeaky uh, clean, boys. Uh, whether you're listening to this on iTunes, Podcast One, or Android, or also on the live show uh, on andrewhoke.com. On uh, iHeartRadio. That's on Qantas. H A U G. Or, uh, yeah, this might be in the best of on Qantas. It was too right. Why not either? (laughs) Why not? Probably not. Um, But yeah, look, our uh, other thanks, of course, go to our great tech sponsor, PLE Computers, who, by the way, um, uh, hooked me up with a whole heap of um, more stuff to give away, Dan. And we announced this week the big one. The big one, my boy. The big one. The shit chair. The shit chair. Shit chair. So, a video is going to be coming out very soon for that when we get around to it. Um, but so far, a lot of really good feedback regarding the shit chair. So, mm. what it is, is we're doing a little comp. It's called shit chair. Mm. Okay? We're going to turn your shit chair into, into a shit, shit yeah. <laughs> All right? We want to take- You reckon, Radio? That's an awesome idea. How good is it? We want to take your crappy old piece of shit, regular- chair that you sit in yeah. and we want to turn it into a you beaut amazing high-end $300 worth of Battle Bull gaming chair from PLE Computers. Courtesy of PLE Computers, yes. Thank you very much, guys. So um, make sure you're checking across the Facebook page. As soon as we get our shit together, <laughs> we'll uh, make it happen. We'll make it happen. <laughs> but uh, a lot of really great feedback regarding the post that we put up. We took a picture of the chair and said, what would you say if we had one of these to give away? And it's gone off. So yeah. really good to see. <clears throat> um, yes, PLE Computers, our tech sponsor. Sophie Blue and the Blue Planet PR team. Yep. Uh, Andrew Hogue as well for having us across your Facebook page, mate, and also on your uh, radio shows, mm-hmm. your online radio station, the biggest heavy metal online radio station in Australia. So you're an absolute beaut. Mm. Dan, a um, couple of things before we actually get into our top three bits of news. We sure. like to start off the podcast with some nice words that somebody has left about the Game On AUS community in general. Yes. And today I bring you a review... From one of the great men in uh, Brad Lenny. Oh, yeah. Yep. Yep. He I'll says say his name, yes. Great show. I love that Pete and Dan talk about trying to be gamers who are also still trying to be functioning adults. <laughs> love <laughs> trying the- being the operative word. Absolutely. Love the show. Recommend it to everyone in Australia that loves gaming and having a laugh. Five stars. Oh, bloody Brad. Good on you, mate. Thank bloody you, Brad. Good on you, mate. That's Appreciate awesome. it, mate. You're a bloody ripper. Fantastic. Uh, one other thing. You might have seen the picture that I posted not too long ago. Um, went out and finally dropped off Sebastian Poulinet's oh, did you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I saw that, yeah. Uh, gear. Yeah. Right? He was the winner of our 1,000 Facebook member milestone giveaway, yeah, yeah. thanks to PLE Computers and Wicked Witch Software. Yeah. Um, the thing that he was, was most in love with, the signed autograph picture. <laughs> Absolutely loved it. Um, and for anyone listening, 
who probably saw the Facebook post when we were signing it, we both, we had that conversation. We actually purposely <clears throat> wanted to put on something, a, a little slogan on there that we're going to not regret because yeah. that's not the right word, but it, it was inspired by the Jerry Seinfeld uh, episode where he writes, there's nothing finer than being in your diner, gives yeah. it to the diner person and then <laughs> instantly regrets and says, I'll write something funnier. And the girl goes, nah, that's perfect. I'm leaving <laughs> it. And he funny. lived with that, that, that horror that, you know, a, a, a traveling comedian is going to have this awful yeah. bit of, you know, rhyming on, on a lame as shit. Yeah. But lame is what we do. Exactly. So, what we do. you know, and we, we do it well. It. We love it. Um, so yes, Seb, enjoy it. Uh, all that gear is yours. Have a bloody great time. And congratulations once again. And thank you everybody who's come along for the ride so far. 1,237 likes yeah, on the beauty. Facebook page we're up to. So take that Zuckerberg. A few more on there. Um, let's get into it. Top three bits of news. And first and foremost, Dan, over the last seven days, the Overwatch League has launched yep. officially. Um, the games are actually happening. This is Blizzard's proper U-Butte. Hey, you, you, you're paying 20-odd million dollars to get a license to be a part of this league. Yep. They're sanctioned one. Um, so these are the numbers from it. In the first week, the league has attracted 10 million viewers, oh, averaging 280,000 viewers per minute. Wow. Day one alone drew an average audience of 408,000 viewers per minute. Oh, my God. Now, let's put that in perspective, right? Because we get the weekly reports mm. of, like, what, Channel 9 mm-hmm. and Channel 7 and stuff the, like the, that. Um, free-to-wear right. commercial TV <coughs> oh, and, and non-commercial TV stations here in Australia. So, the most popular shows mm. get, uh, and this is this is over the course of, let's say, a My Kitchen Rules grand final, yeah, for example, yeah. right? I mean, what do they pick up across the country? It's into the, it's into the millions, but it's what? I think the last grand final. Final was 1.5 yeah, million. Yes, yeah. so I, I, I seem to remember a Master Chef getting 1.8 or something, something but, like yeah, that. Right? Let's say under two million. Now that that's covering the whole show, so that's a good two two hour show or yep. something for a grand final. Yep. Four hundred eight thousand viewers per minute, mate. That right? is for these crazy. Okay, um, which just says so much about the esports scene around the world and why you should be on board because it's coming and it's coming fast. It really is, and it's. Um, I don't want to say such a sweeping statement as the future of entertainment, but certainly uh, with you and I, Pete, who have children and people out there who have children, you know, they will be consuming entertainment completely different. And I'll give you an example, Pete. My kids have discovered, um, rightly or wrongly, that our smart TV can also um, display YouTube. Yep. So in the space of two weeks, on the weekends that I'm home, I've got up. I used to get up ABC two or, or whatever the kids buddy channel was on. They were watching that or they were watching a bit of Netflix. They've been watching, um, live streamers on YouTube. Yeah. Watching. So, the, and, um, I'll get to this later, but this particularly this dad and kid. This dad is fucking annoying. Like he shits me. It's like t- typical bar. There type. are a lot you know, of those yeah. on. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, um, nothing like that Peter, Petey power up guy. He's a legend. He's a, he's a bloody legend, but, but, but supported by a good group of gamers. Correct. Um, but watching this dude play uh, Super Mario Odyssey with his kid, and they're cracking lame jokes and stuff and whatever, but they were, they, you know, a good hour and a bit of watching this stream. Yeah, yeah. And that's where the future is, really. And this is another example of that. Absolutely, you know? it is. Yep. Um, just on YouTube, they've mm. actually changed a few of their bits and pieces for partner program monetization, and it's got a lot of people really, really pissed off. Uh, like really pissed yeah, off. Right. I've seen it across the Twitch Facebook pages because a lot of Twitches, uh, Twitch streamers have YouTube channels as well. Mm. And a lot of them are so shitty because they've had their monetization and partnerships taken away mm. because YouTube has raised the bar mm-hmm. in terms of the numbers you need to yep. achieve 
uh, whether it be weekly oh, or monthly. Okay. It's ever since that Paul, that Logan Paul suicide forest, yeah, yeah, video yeah. thing yeah. that ha- which I, you know what, I still I know who Logan Paul is. I never saw that video, and by the sounds of things, I don't know that I want to. But no. um, yeah, mate. So uh, that's that's really great things for esports in general. If you want to check it out, make sure you um, just go to um, the Overwatch League on mm. Twitch, right? Because mm. they're the official partner. They're the official broadcasting partner as well as um, a few other bits and pieces, as well as the, the Blizzard website yep. and whatnot. But uh, Season 1 of the Overwatch League runs now through June yep. with playoffs and finals scheduled for July. And can I... This is too big a conversation to have now, Pete, so let's put this on the back burner for next week. But I want to talk about... And we have talked about this before in terms of... a. Um, where esports sits now in the terms of entertainment for like watching sport, yep. you know. So, but we have a situation now where you could have pot- potentially have a player who could be a you know twenty thirty year p- player in the game. Yeah, yeah. Because there's no such thing as um, what I'm trying to say is that, you know a, a footballer or a soccer player or a cricketer gets to a point where they can't play at that same level anymore because age catches up and their bodies can't keep. Yeah, and I'm I'm suggesting there probably will be a bit of a decline as you get older because your eyes go and your, your well, there is, reflexes go a little bit. But. There is research that suggests actually quite heavily supports the fact that the the optimum age for a gamer to participate in the pro scene mm. is between the ages of seventeen mm. and twenty seven. Oh, once okay. You get so beyond, this, once, there's, there's a um, uh, there, expiry yeah. date on. There's an expiry date. Yeah. Um. Now, look, there are other gamers that sit outside of that, obviously, because they have been. I mean, if you are hammering and clearly you and me for so for long, that. absolutely right. <laughs> superstars, right? Just don't watch the PUBG streams on the game on <laughs> AUS. <laughs> no chicken dinners. No chicken dinners. Fuck. I've had one in six months. <laughs> oh, God. Doesn't matter. Not a big deal. No. Such a big deal. <laughs> Fuck. Um. So yeah, the the expiry date um that I've seen in the research around about twenty seven. Okay. Because that's when you cognitively, um, in terms of doing all the strategy in your head calculations per second, all that sort of stuff, mm. you start to slow down a little mm. bit, you know, mm. but I mean, if there are, there are people out there, look, it's, it's the world. Humans are different. Every person is different from the other. Mm. You might be someone who's fucking 37 and you're fine. But the thing that I get that you're talking about is physically, I think physical barriers hit you a lot harder than mental barriers. Yes. You know what I mean? So yeah. gaming is one of those things where realistically you can go for a lot longer than if you were actually, unless you're Roger fucking Federer. <laughs> and you, maybe he games. Maybe that's his secret. Maybe he does. Maybe. I, I would argue that gaming actually helps you play sport because it's your whole, whole, whole hand-eye coordination type oh, thing. yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, I would I would like to think that my highly successful career in indoor cricket and all the other shit sports I play is due to my gaming um, prowess over the years. So, Couldn't agree more. Hmm. Hmm. That's just my, my little, you know, belief. You're, a, <laughs> you're an Adonis, Dan. <laughs> hey, yeah, we'll move on. Second bit of news. Yep. That you need to know. This this is insane. A game called Genital Jousting. <laughs> now, <clears throat> let me try and explain this game for What's you. What's it rated, by the way? It's, um, oh, I think it's, I don't know. I haven't checked the rating. No, okay. I just know it's been released. Yeah. Uh, but I'll find that for you. Okay. But um, here's a story. It was from Kotaku. Days before the game launches out of early access, publishers Devolver Digital confirmed that the flaccid, penetrative, <laughs> penetrative party game will finally be available in Australia and New Zealand on Steam. Genital Jousting first appeared on Steam in late November, but has been barred <laughs> from sale since release. At the time, Devolver told Kotaku Australia hmm. that they were proactively saving ourselves time from a likely ban in those territories based on previous games banned for similar content. 
It's understandable considering the troubles Hotline Miami had in Australia. But ahead of gentle jousting's proper launch, it seems that Devolver have had a change of heart. The sale of genital jousting doesn't mean it's been given all the, the all clear by the classification board. Mind you, there's no official listing for the game on the board's recent decisions. Oh, there you go. No listing just yet. Okay. Uh, either the game's published by Devolver or in search for genital jousting. The good news is if you buy genital jousting and it gets blocked off Steam later, you'll still be able to access it in your Steam library. Oh, um, I see. Yes, it's currently selling for US $4.99. And has a 91% user rating from over 2,700 reviews. <laughs> the price will rise to US $6.99 after launch, Devolver's local rep says. It's basically a series. This is what it is. It's a series of mini games involving wiggly, detached dicks, which may or may not be your cup of tea. <laughs> so they're physical like dildos. They're, like no, they're, they're dicks. They're not dildos. They're dicks, right? Yeah. It's um, it's it's cell shading animation, right? So okay. you know, um, oh, I see. Okay, <laughs> I hate to put these two together, but you know, the Legend of Zelda, um, the one when yeah, I know the one. Oh, fuck, yeah. what's it? Wind Waker. Yeah, yeah. Legend yeah. of Zelda, Wind Waker. Yeah, yeah. Cell shading, right? Yeah. So that's that's how it is, and um, penetrative is the word because whilst you're being this dick, you know, participating in these, and I'm looking at a picture right now, they're surfing, right? And yeah. there's obstacles in the way as they surf these waves, yeah, yeah, yeah. these dicks. Um, you can, uh, to try <laughs> to try and um, uh, take your, your opponents off course, you essentially take the head of your dick and ram it up the back of them, right? So... <laughs> Uh, yeah, that's related to my joke that I was going to tell. <laughs> it is. Oh, fuck. Okay. Um. So yes, there you go. Genital jousting gets an Aussie release, and um, look forward to will downloading you, that. Will you be buying it? Fuck yes. You have to. The, the yeah, name yeah, itself, well, doesn't it? Chris, Johnny, um, Kano, um, yeah, Jazza, um, Brucey. We've spoken about it already. Yeah. Rise, uh, and we're all going to buy it, and we're going to stream some <laughs> genital jousting on the page. <laughs> I'm looking at pictures now. Yeah, it's pretty. Oh, fun, it's it? beautiful being the adult version of the gaming industry. Oh, bloody oath, isn't it? A, Absolutely. Um, number three. This yep. is going to tickle the balls of a. Um, and look, you know, labias, I guess. Ladies, <laughs> you know, girls, are, girls are gamers too. Yeah, that's right. um, uh, this is going to tickle a few of you, particularly for your your retro bone. And that is NBA Jam may get a 25th anniversary revival this year, courtesy of Microsoft. This from WCCFTech.com. NBA Jam turns 25 years old this year, and in some ways, the franchise is still as popular and as relevant as ever. The second we tend to see it, especially those memories come flooding back, your eyes immediately light up. This Saturday, the LA Clippers are holding a full NBA Jam night in honor of the game's anniversary with Mr. Boom Shakalaka himself, Tim Kitzrow, doing the announcing. Awesome. With retro... Everything being in, it feels like the time is right for a new NBA jam, and it turns out it may actually happen. In an interview with ESPN, Tim Kitzrow hinted something is in the works for NBA jam's silver anniversary. He goes on to say, I can't speak anything to the specifics, but I can tell you there is movement in the works to get it done for the 25th year. So I'm hoping that we get a remake that does justice to the original. That's about as far as they got with that. I remember back in the day, I think it was was 2010, EA tried to do a remake of it. I bought it on, on it's an app, isn't it? Oh, I can't it's remember. A, I, I played it on my iPad. It's a game. Mm. Um, they did a pretty good job, mm. but it left a lot to be desired. So what we're I, chasing is a full proper remake of the original NBA game. Yeah, I actually played that game a lot. So I went to America in 2013 and took my um, crappy old iPad 
with me and that had that game. That got me through a lot of flights playing that game. But what I hated about it, which is what I hated about all those bloody mobile games, is the um, they put the like the virtual joystick on the on the screen and you use your thumbs to you know. So oh that, yeah, you, I, you hate, know, I hate the virtual because I, I always um, <clears throat> slide off and I you know I need to hold something right. I never had that. I know you can get attachments and stuff. I never had that. So I I love the game in the fact that. Um, it was, you know, well, it's a retro game that I spent, you know, 25 years. That's so 1992. It must have come out, and I have very vivid memories uh, for people in Perth who know this. There was, it used to be a, a uh, well, it still might be a um, video arcade down at Hillary's Boat Harbour. Yeah, yeah. And I watched a dude, a friend of mine, who I don't really see much anymore, but um, who was on, we're on limited income, and I reckon he pumped about a hundred bucks one day oh, in, into into this game. And I'm sitting there watching him going, man, you're going to regret this because. I get it. Like it's a great game, but I could probably, I, I probably could have only afforded in 92, maybe five bucks. Yeah. Maybe. Right. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah. watched him just channel boom, boom, boom. He just kept playing and playing and playing. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And that's great. Uh, they're great memories and you don't, you don't regret it or anything, but it's just like, that's a game that would have cost, uh, would have char- got a lot of money out of a lot of people because oh, it was so shit, bloody yeah. good. But it was, it was, it was bloody good for us. And I remember, and you know what? It still stands up today. Like I've, st- I've played Absolutely, it on, a, I've yeah. played it on the Sega, yeah. the master system. Yeah. Um, getting stuck into all my retro stuff, and it still stands up. You still have a bloody good time playing, you know, one v one. Was it on the Nintendo sixty four? Uh, I seem to remember it was, but I can't. Be, I might. Be I wrong. can't remember. I actually no. I oh, just. I know. Really briefly, a a picture of a cartridge with the logo on front of it flashed into my I'm, mind just then. I, I'm hearing all these people listening to this going, just fucking check Google, you dickhead. Stop talking to each other. We don't like to do that because we're meant to be experts. <laughs> so fuck off. But I'm going to look. Because I, I, I seem to remember playing it on my... And I think I've got a similar um, memory of the NBA Jam um, cartridge. With the picture on the front, it might be on. It might have been the SNES actually, but we're having a look now. No, yeah, it was on on sixty four. Yep, got seven point nine out of ten apparently called IGN. So, um, but it, you know, it was like there's two sort of from memory. There's been two sort of basketball games I've played. I've played the real sim stuff, you know, the the uh, NBA two K whatever and um, that kind of stuff, and then the stuff like uh, Doctor J versus Michael. Uh, Dr. J versus Larry Bird one-on-one, which is a Commodore 64 game, which was just a, a one-on-one half-court thing. It was awesome. I remember you mentioning yeah, this. Yeah, it's a brilliant yeah, yeah. game. Uh, NBA Jam, which it took it took the game of basketball and, and, and had a little bit of license with it, which I loved too. So um, I'm really excited about this, and I would like to think, I don't know, what, what, what have they got planned? If they're saying something's in the works, but it's they're, this That's year, all they're saying. Something's in the works. It's they haven't, about, they it's haven't e- said anything else. It's either about to come out or it's going to be something lame like a, you know, fucking um, live stream of, of basketballs playing the guard. I don't know. Who knows? Who knows? Something could be anything, couldn't it? So yeah, you you something could be anything. But I mean, you know, when you've got the voice of the bloody game saying things like that, I, I'm There's gotta be something. hoping something promising is coming yep. out. Don't fucking tease us like that. That's it. Hey, um, let's move on. We're out of top three and into the things that gamers are talking about right now. Mm. And one of the things that popped up on Game on AUS God Mode, one of our uh, closed groups, mm. is Nintendo Labo. It's appeared on the EB Game stores. And I think you and I pretty much looked at each other the second we saw it and went, what the fuck is <laughs> Nintendo Labo? You've seen the video, right? Labo, Labo. Uh, the video is actually right here. This is, the, this is posted by um, Polygon. I'm actually just going to, just going to pull it out right now. Just, oh yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Gen- genital jousting. Genital jousting. He said. Um, so just let me find the channel. 
and bring it up on the desk in front of me. I can't believe I've always got to go through this two or three times to find it. There we go. All right, let's see what this thing is. I hope it's not just music. I think it is just music, to be quite honest. But I can talk you through it, or you can talk you talk through it, Pete. What's happening? Well, I don't know. I'm trying to play the thing. No, no, no. Not what what's happening on the video when you play it. I am trying to play it. Why isn't it giving us any sound? What's is it, the? Is it not clicked off? Is it clicked on mute on the web page? Ah, oh, thanks, Dan. I boom. All right, have a listen to this. Nintendo just dropped a bombshell on owners. This is Nintendo Labo. It's a do-it-yourself add-on for the Nintendo Switch. Step one, build your cardboard toy cons. Place the Joy-Con controllers inside the toy cons. Step three, relive your goddamn childhood. It launches four out of 20 with two starter pack options. Variety kit, $69.99, comes with piano, fishing rod, house, motorbike, two RC cars. $80, a freaking robot suit, you dingus. You can also buy a customization set for an extra $9.99. Which toy con are you most excited for? Fucked if I know. It's the first I've seen on it. So I've watched a bit of the interaction. So yeah, there's a kid playing, builds a piano and then plays the piano. Um, you can build a fucking robot. Yeah. You can build it. You can build a wearable robot. Oh, I didn't know the wearable. It's I, wearable. I've seen a, a little remote control doobie thing. So this is what Nintendo Labo is, right? Um, it's a line of do-it-yourself kits for Switch. It uses cardboard pieces. Twenty-five branded sheets are included in each set to create different custom-made accessories for the console, from RC cars to robots. And you make these, and then they've got spots that you can actually, like the piano, for example. Um, imagine it, it, it almost look, it looks like a piano, yeah. right? Um, but it's more shaped like a typewriter, yeah. but instead of all of the t -t 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 bits there, that's yeah. actually where you put the, um, switch screen. Yes. Um, how does Nintendo Labo work? Players follow a set of instructions on the switch tablet screen to create the Nintendo Labo accessories, which then are attached to the Nintendo switch console and Joy-Con controllers. From there, they can use the accessories to play software Designed to work with what Nintendo calls Toy-Con creations. Yeah. What's a Toy-Con? According to Nintendo, they're the different projects that players can make with the Labo line. The Toy-Con projects are predetermined and included in different kits. So I'm looking at one now where um, it's it's like the antenna. Like this particular piece of cardboard is shaped like the antenna that you might find at the top of a mm. remote control. Mm-hmm. And it slots down onto the screen and then the screen attaches to it somehow and the software comes up and it's got two buttons, like an like a left up and down and a right up and down. Mm. And then to the left of it, sitting on the floor, is another cardboard box. And either side of the cardboard box are the Joy-Cons somehow in the cardboard box. And this thing is moving. When yeah. this guy taps the, the up and down button. Yeah, yeah, and the thing moves. It's so, pretty yeah. wild, isn't it? So there's a variety kit, which includes five Toy-Con projects, mm. uh, two RC cars, one fishing rod, one house, one motorbike, one piano. And there's also the robot kit, which comes with an entire robot suit for players to make. Each kit comes with one specific game that is compatible with the associated Toy-Con creation. Um, this is insane. It's it's cardboard. It's classic Nintendo, isn't it? It really outside is. The, it's, outside the it's, box. It's, yes. Ah, ah, get it. Good one, Danny boy. You get it because it's cardboard? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I saw it this morning, uh, we posted it on our Facebook page, thanks to Kai Sherpel, you legend, and um, I had to look and I, I don't know what to think about it. I, you know, as an adult gamer, you go, well, yeah, what's the point? But then I kids think, would I think about kids, yeah. and that's my point. So my poor daughter, Luca, 
who is gaming obsessed like you and I, and the majority of people listening to this fine podcast and knows everything about everything, right? Loves it. Mm. She is desperate for a Nintendo Switch built by mainly, I guess, on watching this stream of this dude play Mario Odyssey. And I, you know, as a dad and as a gamer, and I have the money, I have an account with some spare cash in it that I could easily just go and buy it right now. Right now. Why are you, you asshole? Because I have to speak to my darling wife. Ah, oh, yes. My darling wife who hates gaming and, um, and she wouldn't even mind me saying this. She, the problem I have with her and getting gaming, understanding gaming is that she sees them all the same thing. So mm, yeah. yeah, if I go to her and say, I want to spend 500 bucks on the kids for the switch, she'll go, why? We've got an Xbox. Well, no, they're different. No, they're not. Yes. Well, they are. This is the same woman that equates big bash cricket with test cricket. <laughs> it doesn't matter. It's just, fucking, I don't even like cricket, just, but I know the difference. It's just fucking cricket and I hate it and stop watching it. Right. Yeah. Whereas I try to explain them. Well, they're, they're different games and I love both. And I wow. Love, you know, I'm, I am essentially your wife. Well, <laughs> you probably, apart from the uh, genital jousting yeah, right. and, um, uh, this little bit of gold came up today and guess who sent me the link who? on private messenger? Who? Mrs. Leona Vandermeer. Get out. So that's my in. Oh, you're in. That's my in. And I'm um, Luca's birthday's in July. So yeah. we've got a little bit of time. So, cause she is also the other thing about, um, Leona, I, I, again, I don't think she might be saying this. I don't. I'm of the opinion. It's like, you know what, Luca, I love you. I love gaming. I'm just going to go buy it for you. Whereas Leona's very, not strict, but quite big on, no, no, wait for it. Wait for a birthday or Christmas or something. So it's something, it's not just, or make a, do some, you know, start earning some pocket money to mm. save towards the target. Maybe we'll meet it halfway. Yeah. yeah. So I can't, I just can't do it. And I sort of want to, I, I want to respect that because you can end up with sport kids if you do it that way, in my opinion. But in July, when it's a birthday, I've now got an in to say, well, you know what? She can. Cause it's all about, it's not just about playing games. It's about building stuff and yeah. it's about interacting with, you know, a physical object in the game. I think it's all stuff that Nintendo clearly have, you know, and you know what Nintendo are like. I was watching Mario Odyssey the other day on this stream and thinking, you know what? I want to play that game. Yeah. It's I'm, good, isn't I'm it? an adult gamer yeah. who arguably is. But I look, I Nintendo, sure the games may look a little bit kiddy, but, but the gameplay and the puzzles are the best on the market. Yeah, they, they are. are the best on the market. Mate. And so that Super Mario Odyssey, um, that's challenging me. I've had it for, I've had it for since November and it's challenging the shit out of me Yeah, trying to find the rest of the moons. And I'm actually on a level at the moment now, um, because when you think you've completed the game, all of a sudden you realize you're only halfway through. Yep. So I'm at this part now where like they've just gone like okay, you seem to be going all right. Well, why don't you try this? Yeah. You know, so that's the that's the great thing about it. I'm um I'm really I, you know, there's a part of me that just wants to go and do it because I want to play the bloody switch too. I'm, I've had enough now. It's been out for 7 months and I haven't played it yet or played a little bit of it. Yep. I but ideally and I pray to the Nintendo gods, dear Nintendo gods if you're listening, please bring out the mini N64, because then my daughter will get to play, well, she can play it, but she'll have to get to experience Super Mario World. Yeah. Super Mario 64. 64, sorry. Which, that game blew my mind when I I saw it the first time. And that's, you know. It was such a big jump from SNES. I I didn't buy a Nintendo 64 for that game. Mm. I bought that, I bought a Nintendo 64 for Mario Kart and and, and it was GoldenEye too. But that Mario 64, holy shit, what a game. And if my kids can get to experience that, I think it would just help build that whole legacy of what Nintendo have. Which Man, is... I still remember the moment that I first saw the N64. Oh, I've yeah. I've told the story on the podcast. Yeah, yeah. Being Same in my here. mate's house and his dad's gone, do you want to see this? 
and I've gone. You know it's what? A bit creepy. And I know people. You know, I see you every day, so I, you know, know exactly what you look like and how you behave. And I, I, I can just see little Petey. Because oh, I'm relating because I would have been exactly the same. Man, I was, I was blown away. And it's that real euphoria, isn't it? Yeah. And that's what I love. You know, gaming will never die in, in, in my, my love of gaming will never die because for that same reason, I just love, I get excited. Yeah. The same way I go and see a Star Wars movie, good or bad, but that first, you know, a long time ago and it goes far away. Yeah. And the second like, you hear the swing. Absolutely. <laughs> I think for me, the thing that I, the thing that I love about, um, Nintendo is that they always maintain innovation, right? As you mentioned before, but this to me is, it's another level because it's, it's innovative. Mm. It's bringing kids back into the fold again, that whole imaginative style of play. Yes, yes. It's not just sit in front of a screen and, and tap around. No, we're actually going to get you to build some stuff and do mm. arts and crafts here. Mm. You know, we're going to take it to another level, which is really cool. And I like the fact that they're using cardboard. I, I like, there's something very 2018 responsible about that, you know what I mean? Yeah, and I'm um, sure it's all responsibly produced and stuff. You know, they, they wouldn't be stupid enough to no, build, no. you know, um, non-decompostable. Well, Shigeru Miyamoto actually came out, the president of Nintendo yeah. came out and he said, look, this is the reason why we're actually doing this with cardboard. It's it's sustainable, it's responsible. Yeah. Um, but also <laughs> with this new line, we want to we want to go beyond just the, the child sitting in front of a screen. Yeah. Jeez, it's going to be a shit fight when uh, little brother sits on the uh, fishing rod, isn't it? Oh, <laughs> you yeah. killed my fishing rod! Oh my god! <laughs> Just go out and buy another one. That's what they want yeah, you to do. That's right. Um, so yeah, that's good. So that's Nintendo Labo. That's what it is. Well, I'm sure, and I'm, we'll keep obviously people posted as we get more info. Um, but uh, I'm pretty excited, and I think it's my. It literally might be my end to get one. A yeah, switch. A switch, which is great. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, okay, moving on. Most looking forward to in 2018. We discussed this last week. Uh, yours was uh, Red Dead Redemption Red Dead 2. Redemption number two. That's right. And mine was a game called, um, why has the name escaped me now? It has left me now and taken away the biggest part of me. Please don't go. And this says something because the I, I remember the studio. Isn't it half something? Uh, Tokai. Oh, no, it's Hideo Kojima. Yeah. Right. It's his. It's his studio. Yeah. Um. I've saw, I saw the video for it. Oh, I can't think of it either. Fucking hell! Lucky we can edit this bit out. Death mate. Stranding. That's it. No, we don't edit things, do we? No, people can. People hear want to hear it, do they? People oh, want to the, hear the honest oh, truth. Very we always said transparent word, shit. That's you know? good. Yeah. So, uh, Death Stranding, but we put the question, we posed the question to our great Facebook community. Yeah, so the question was, okay, gamers, what's your most anticipated game of 2018? And go. The very first comment I see is from Farrell Spence Henderson, hide the sausage. <laughs> <laughs> yes, sir. I want to play that game too. Well done, good sir. Yes. Um, so, look, uh, Charlie Brownow, 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 he's got to do something about that last name. Iron Harvest. Um, yeah, don't right. know what that is, but, uh, he likes it. So good on him. Um, Anthem, Kai dropped the picture Anthem, <clears throat> um, which looks very nice. It's something we're all looking forward to. I was talking it, to the it, boys on the stream last night and I mean, Johnny and Chris in particular, he's a fucking, it's an Anthem guy. We talked about the danger of hype and how hype can kill your reaction to a game because you expect so much of it that you, you can't be help but be disappointed if it's not living up to all those high expectations mm. but that game i can't control it's the hype cool. i cannot control the hype i'm feeling my my hope is that um they have learned 
you know? Yeah. That we've had plenty of examples of hype creating this buzz around a game and then the game comes out and the game actually may, in a sense, live up to the hype mm. in terms of what it has promised, but the hype has gone beyond what it has promised. Yeah. And people get it and they go, oh, this wasn't that good. I'm... I liked uh, Raylene, no Sky. Raylene wrote Metro Exodus or Far Cry 5. Mm. And Far Cry is a game I've never really had a, um, I've had a couple of them and I haven't really connected with it. I feel like that's, the, for me personally, um, that's the game that I would love to play, but mm. I've just always felt a bit frustrated by it for whatever reason. We've talked about this before too. Mm -hmm. But Far Cry, is Far Cry 5 coming out? I'm guessing it is. Yes, it is. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Looks very interesting too. And it's clear, obviously. Set in the US where. Obviously, like Raylene's a... Um, uh, uh, probably a franchise fan of it, mm. and that's great. That's the funny one with Fra with Far Cry's. I, I tend to find that if you're the people that I speak to about Far Cry have been on it since the first one. Yeah, you know, and the people that I, I speak to about Far Cry who go, "Well, no, I don't, I don't really know much about it. Like, I've never actually yeah played it." Now, I think Far Cry is one of those franchises where you've been there since the beginning. Yeah, I mean, um, uh, Dave T. Uh, he says not announced, but I'd like to see a new Splinter Cell game announced. And I've played a few of the Splinter Cells and they are fucking fun too. You know? Yeah, it's they like, are. It's, it's really, the thing about gaming, you know, like, you know how like Police Academy made 14 sequels of that fucking movie or whatever it is. It's Police Academy 14, 13. And you're like, guys, just stop. Right? <laughs> what I do love about gaming. Fast and the Fury. Yeah, correct. What I do love about gaming is that I don't feel like you can ever stop at enough sequels if you make the game better. Yeah. Like, look at FIFA. <laughs> it's FIFA, you know, how many? How yeah, many... but I think FIFA's an interesting one because it's. It's soccer. Like, really, what, what can you change about it? You but know what I mean? But they've, but they've added things. Like, you know... like Apart from the players, obviously, because players evolve, don't they? Yeah, they do. I think with FIFA, it's a different sort of beast because you have to keep up with... Because they're so close to what's happening in the real world in terms of soccer, mm. um, you have to keep up with the, the ebbs and flows and changes. Mm. And mm. as the tech gets better, obviously, the gameplay gets better as well because, you know, like, for example, the big jump from 20... 11 to 2013, mm. the big jump across that was um, your defensive capabilities. They managed to find a way to, to make it a shitload better mm. and it made the gameplay better, you know? So that's FIFA's, FIFA's the, the one that sort of, um, uh, is there a game that you've gone, you know what? Stop making sequels. You know what I mean? I can't sort of think feeling of that way about destiny at the moment. Are you? Yeah. Because Are you? yeah, cause it's been good, but I've sort of run out of reasons to like it. How much hours have you turned into number two? Oh, fuck. Um, lots? I'm, yeah, I'm lots. curious. I'm actually asking curiously because I'm going to buy it this weekend. Yeah, yeah. I've churned out shitloads of hours. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So it's worth buying. Yeah, it's worth buying. Yeah. But okay. I would say it's worth buying if you've got people to play it with. It's fine to play it as a campaign mode game. You say that about general jousting too. <laughs> but it only goes so far. You know, yeah, really okay. the, the great stuff is in the end game content. And you know what? There's still a, another expansion pack to be released yet. So, uh, but I mean, look, the, you know, a pure example of a really good one is Grand Theft Auto. Oh, yes. You know, every, yes. every single one. That, but again, Grand Theft Auto does it in a way that's not really a sequel. It's more a new story hmm. in a, set in a new location. So it's almost like they're re-releasing... It's almost like they're remaking it every time. It's not a sequel following on from the previous story. They're just remaking it every time and making it better when they do. We, and we've talked about this too, um, very recently actually, about uh, gaming companies that always get it right. And Rockstar's one that always gets it right. And mm. I'll give an example. So last night I was, um, Leona gone to bed. I was bored. I was just watching TV. I didn't want to do any gaming. I just wanted to just sit there and watch something. So I ended up putting it on YouTube and watch some um, in excess clips. Mm. 
and I got to kiss the dirt, which is a, a 1985 song off their Listen Like These album. Great song. Mm. Watching the film clip, and then I'm reading the comments, and people are going San Andreas, San Andreas, because it was in the soundtrack for <laughs> yeah. GTA San Andreas, right? Yeah, yeah. And it's right. amazing how the, another classic example of a company that put their what quite clearly consider everything as part of the game. Mm. And I love that about gaming too. Is and we talked also about how important soundtracks are to gaming, but oh, how they yeah. they always get pro skater too. They always yeah. get the fucking music right. Yeah. In 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 GTA. Yeah, right? that's true. Yeah. Um, as opposed to um, Pro Evo Soccer, who traditionally have always had a pretty lame opening screen, but with song, it's got like a almost like a radio station playing. Yeah. It's only got twenty songs in it, but it, there's about eight of the songs you just want to turn off after the first listen. Yeah, because like okay, yeah. they're catering for. You know, probably Europeans who love the trance, whatever, and you know. Yeah, but those other games like GTA would be doing the same thing. Like they're they're catering for a worldwide audience, and that's that's what we've talked. You know, it's blown us away. We've talked about this privately about how we work at a radio station, and know how much time and effort goes into it, and they, then GTA make like. 20 instances of different genres of radio stations. Yeah. I, yes, I, they do. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I know it might be, like, it might be actually only about 10 minutes of unique content, but I find that really bizarre that I've, I very rarely hear the same thing on a radio station. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. You know, yeah. and you've got like, you got your left wing, um, or right wing, sorry, what, what, whichever wing, uh, talk back comments, uh, you know, like you inciting. Your real Texan hardcore, yeah, 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 bloody, yeah. And then um, you've got country, you've got rock, heavy rock, you know, yeah, it's fantastic. Hip hop. Andrew Haug, maybe get Andrew Haug on, on, as a. That, that would be awesome. That would be awesome. <laughs> uh, it would be awesome. Hey, Andrew, listen. Andrew. Hoagie, you beauty. Hoagie, sorry, yeah. Um, talk to talk to Rockstar, man. Nick Holland, Red Dead Redemption 2, Anthem, but he's going to hold off from buying on launch because he's not 100% convinced about it yet. Hype factor. Um, one that he's mentioned as well, which has piqued my attention because I love this series, is God of War. There yeah. are another ones that, that that's another one, um, which is a PlayStation exclusive, um, that I think they get it right every time they release a new one. And it's a, and it's a sequel as well. It's not just a remake of the game. Um, it's a sequel. So, uh, Days Gone is another one that keeps popping up. Mm. Um, yeah, I've seen that a few that's times. That's the yes. zombie one, which oh, looks really yeah, interesting. See, see, zombies aren't my thing. Um, you know that. Rise is hoping for Borderlands 3, but that most likely we'll see in 2019, if at all. Monster Hunter World. Lockie says Monster Hunter yeah. World. Now, this is one that you and I have spoken about because you said to me, what do you reckon? Because I'm not really that fussed just from looking at the trailer. Mm. That's the beautiful thing about this particular one, right? It the trailer doesn't do it justice for a change. There's no hype. But when you actually play the game, the games are fantastic. I, the last one I played was Monster Hunter Try. Yep. And, so um, did, did they do that? Sorry to cut you off. Did they do that with the other yeah, pre yeah, previous yeah. releases? Like yeah. under hype? Under hype it yep. and, um, See, and I'll, over deliver. I rate that. Really that's, good. You know, that's clearly a, um, a decision by them to, I guess, um, yeah, create that. That uh, you know, they probably take a, a. There's probably marketing people on the team going, "Oh no, we want to give away a little bit more than that because we want to create some hype." But you can create hype by underplaying it, yeah, absolutely. which is what they're doing, yeah. right? Oh, sure, and, sure. and we've talked about this. So um, I like that a lot because it's like um, how I try and avoid like the Star Wars the latest Star Wars film. I didn't watch one trailer. I I I saw every time I came an ad came on TV, I was watching TV. Boom, off. I don't want to see it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I want to have that unique experience in the cinema when I'm prepared for it, 
rather than catching the, you know, like the, you get a comedy and they put all like probably five of the best jokes in the comedy in this trailer. You're like, what are you doing? Yeah, absolutely. I get yeah, that you're trying to promote the A lot the of those ones are just fucking money spinners for a lot of those guys. You well, know what true. I mean? I mean, you, 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 these days it's funny. You can smell them from a mile away. You can actually generally smell the ones where you see all the funny shit in the trailer from a mile away. Yeah, you know yeah, true. I mean? yep, yep. Some of them surprise you a little bit. I um, mean, you know, I saw Superbad, uh, which is one of my favorite all-time comedies, on through a preview here. I'd never seen anything about it. So I walked in with no expectation and I fucking loved it. Fucking unreal. And but that was one of those ones where I was the same. I didn't see anything about it. Mm. I just, I just, my mate said to me, you got to watch this movie. It's fucking funny as. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, like I'm really looking for, I like that there, yeah, just bring on more. Sorry, mate. I got a uh, tongue twisted there for a second because <laughs> Kat, the producer from the show that I do here on mix, the rush hour oh, so just pulling, sent yeah. me a, um, a uh, emoji sticking the finger up at me. So oh, that's not that's very nice. That's fine. Um, <clears throat> let's see. What have we got here? A few remakes people are talking about. You know, so Final Fantasy VII, Scott Masters wants Gallagher. <laughs> <laughs> Good one. Um, Raylene, Half-Life 3, but she also said ain't going to happen. Can dream, though. Yeah. Um, Metro Exodus is another one that got thrown out there. And uh, Shenmue 3. Spider-Man. This is another PS4 exclusive. Oh, my God. Looks very good. Um, made by the same developers. I believe behind the Batman games. I saw a preview of this the other day. Looks sensational. Now, ironically, talking about how you know you can get caught up in hype. Yeah. But geez, this looks really good. Up. And it's a PS4, is it? Yeah, it is. Oh, fuck. Sorry, champ. That is shit. Because <sighs> I'm not. I I um I very 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 rarely fall for a um superhero game, Pete. Yep. Uh, for anyone who's ever owned uh, Superman on the Nintendo 64, they'll know why. Because <laughs> it was shit. I think it's been voted the worst game. It in is history. voted the worst yeah, game in yeah. history on the Nintendo 64. And um, very early on in this podcast series, we t- I talked about this, didn't I? I said oh, it was so badly rated that I actually wanted to buy it to see how bad it was. Yeah, <laughs> so I was terrible. actually curious. I only paid ten bucks for it. Oh, but, that's all right. But yeah. see, that's the one where you're happy to pay ten bucks for it because it's still. Because it is the worst game in yeah. N64 history, you kind of want it for your collection. Of, of you course. Because it does have some notoriety well, to it. You know, in your man cave with all your history of retro games, you want you, you don't want, just want the good ones. You no, want you the want bad the bad ones. ones so you can well, show yeah. your kids and go, look how crap this was. <laughs> don't uh, be like that. Yeah, yeah, don't be like that. <laughs> um, but I did see the Spider-Man thing where he's following a chopper uh, carrying a, um, a, a sea container through the city and the, yeah. ch- and the sea container is knocking over buildings and Spider-Man's trying to catch up. It's like, fuck yeah. The mechanics, look, uh, you know, at the end Brilliant. of the day, the web slinger is such a great premise for fluid motion through a city, you know, especially Would, in today's day and age of software. Wouldn't that be great for a Nintendo Switch l- Labo, um, you know, web slingers? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it would be pretty cool, fuck wouldn't yeah. it? Yeah. All right, mate. Um. Let's move on. So well, those we're most looking we forward to. Thank you can, very much to everybody who yeah, and contributed can, to that post. Yes, and we can summarise by saying that it's going to be another great year in gaming, isn't it? Yeah, it, it looks it like really it. is. Even, we, even if just Anthem Red Dead Redemption to and I think, deliver. I think twenty eighteen. I think twenty eighteen is going to be one of those years though where the community will not take any shit. Because yeah. 2017, we took a bit of shit. Yep, I agree. Um, it'll be one of those ones where, guys, if I'd, I don't know if there's there's probably not as much room for mistakes or hype and under delivering as as once upon a time. And know. I think we've I think the uh, developers have discovered that the gaming community is united, mm. and the gaming community can get angry very easily. Fucking oath, we can. And um, that EA post not, is still getting downvoted on Reddit. They're not to be messed with, yeah. and I think. Um, EA learnt a very valuable lesson out of that. I would like to hope so anyway. Um, PS, where's our games? Where's our <laughs> games? Okay, so. Um, Bit of what now. are you playing? 
Uh, bit of what are you playing? We'll start with you. Um, what are you playing, Pete? What am I playing? Just really quickly. Mine will be really quick because there's more to yours that we need to talk about. Mm. Um, but PUBG, dude, is, <laughs> PUBG is what I'm, it's what I'm talking about. And only one chicken dinner in six months. One chicken dinner in six months. Don't remind me what How, we talk about. Can you describe for me the chicken dinner experience? What oh, happened? It was sensational. So it came down to two of you left? No, no. So we were playing squads, okay. teams of four. Yeah. Oh, okay. But it just so happened. Oh, so that it, was we, a, it was a team chicken dinner, was it? We played this expertly, right? And the, I mean, the position that you want to be in when you're playing PUBG in squads mm. is you want your whole squad still up towards mm. the back end of the game, the mm -hmm. last few minutes of the game. Mm -hmm. Because when you're starting to see that that um, amount of players in the top right-hand corner start to tick down, it includes all the games in the, all the players in the game. So mm. generally, by the sort of last couple of circles, you're seeing numbers at about 10 or 12, mm. right? So the percentage of players that are in your team versus everybody else around you becomes very important. It's better to have four, right? And you are one third of that final 12 than to have one yeah. and you're one out of the 12 that 12, are left. Yeah, you know what I mean? Because yeah. generally, you'll be coming up against other teams of yeah, three of or course, four that yes. are still alive, yes. right? Um, so in this one, we... Played it well. There were still four of us up. There were six people left in the final circle. Yeah. Four of them were us. Oh, fuck yeah. You know what I mean? So, so, so yeah. It's, it's So, it, it got to the stage where it was literally like we were meters away from each other. And by by virtue of the amount of numbers in the field, they yeah. just couldn't win. It's the equivalent. And I got the headshot in the oh, last guy. And it was fucking beautiful. Yes. It's the equivalent of uh, NBL Grand Final. You're 20 points up with two minutes to go. Yeah. You know you've won it. It's yeah. just a matter of seeing it out. Oh, that's great. Exactly. Congratulations. Um, was, so, it a was it a tasty chicken dinner? So tasty. <laughs> fucking hell. I mean, I like, I love Nando's. You know I love Nando's. I love Nando's. It's probably, it's probably on par with a Fiesta. Extra hot. Mm. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, that's, that's what I'm playing at the moment, mate. It's all PUBG. What about you? So I'm playing a little bit of anything and everything, but I've got to point to this story. So I'm definitely playing some Cuphead still. Um... I had a fantastic experience with my five-year-old son on Sunday. We played the mausoleum, the third level of it. And we had the first goal. It was like, holy shit. This one where there's a cup in the middle of the um, little area and pink ghosts come in and try. You got to parry them to get out of it. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I watched this kid. I actually turned to him at the end and gave him a hug and a fist pump. Because <laughs> he was fucking awesome. Like, Real dad oh, and son love a, moment. There was a couple it? of times where I was freaking out because I was over trying to, and he just did this double jump, boom, boom, and knocked out two of them. I was like, Good man, boy. Oh, mate, it was so great. He's a five-year-old kid. I'm like, fuck yeah. Right? So proud. So that's great. Cuphead's great. Um, playing a bit of Super Lucky's Tale, which is a little kitty game for Xbox One. I think it's an Xbox One exclusive. Great game. Uh, one of the, A bit like Mario, actually, where you play it, you know you're an adult, you probably shouldn't enjoy it, but you really do, yeah. and I'm really enjoying that. Yeah. But, um, me and my little mate, Ronald P. Corbett, for anyone who's never heard that name, I don't know what the fuck you've, where you've been. Where you've been. <laughs> you obviously just jumped on, but he is my uh, regular co-op gaming partner. We play once a week and we love co-op gaming. That's generally what I play gaming for. Yeah. Uh, we have been playing Sniper Elite 4 and this led me to um, a Facebook post that I put up as well this week. So Sunday nights, we finally got our shit together, had some gaming time and we played and we've been playing this game for about only a oh, four weeks, three weeks, coming off playing Ghost Recon, which we played for probably seven months. And that we still haven't, we've completed the game in terms of beating the big boss, but there's side missions we still haven't done yet. So we've, we're still going to go back and complete that if we want to, right? Mm -hmm. So I thought with Sniper Elite 4, I'd have probably, knowing it wasn't as big as Ghost Recon, but I get at least, what, what 
a month, two months out of it, right? Yeah, right. We've been playing this game for three weeks. Fuck, you'd want to hope. You'd want to hope a little more than that. Well, or it depends how much you're playing. And I mean, if you're playing, how many? How well, when, do you get to to play with the missions took about an hour and a bit each mission, but we were playing two or three a night. Right. Okay. So it's, yeah, a, I think swear, it's, yeah, it's about a twelve. Yeah, it turns out. So the moral of the story is, we played this last level, and I thought it was just another level, and boom, we finished the game. Mm. It just came out of nowhere. I did this one shot, oh. and I pulled off the shot. So I, I, we've thought this before. Sniper Elite series, when you pull off an important shot, it slows down. You get this slow mo of the bullet going through the through the air, and then you get like a, a X ray of the dude, and it goes through his balls, and you see the balls explode. <laughs> like literally, yeah, you can yeah, do you a tactical shot. Do set, right? It's so good. It's so good. But we were playing this level where you infiltrate a German. So your um, allies playing in World War Two against the Germans, the Nazis, and you're in this bunker and we you escape out to this airfield and you got to stop this plane from taking off. Hmm. And I'm we popped it a couple, sort of not fail. We didn't. We took a couple times missed it and it got away. And you you try to work out your bearings and stuff. And then I finally worked out it, it does two waves. There's one wave of going up the. Um, runway and you've got to try and shoot the engines and then it flies over once and then it comes back for one more fly and that's your last shot and i was just playing and i just pulled this shot out of my ass and it slowed down i went oh fuck i've got it right and it went through shot the plane down and i thought great next level and it just went boom end credits and i'm like what i was so surprised by the shock ending of it okay now here's i gotta i gotta interrupt you here yeah this level, mm. right, was this a, did it feel like, is it because this particular level felt like um, a level that was put in the game where you were achieving something to get you somewhere else? Is that is that what it felt like? Or could you see the story leading up to this no, level? No, you couldn't. The story wasn't well told. It was not, I mean, we do click through um, cutscenes, so that's probably part of the problem here. Yeah, that's an issue. But, but um Quite clearly, for example, and the other game I was thinking of, the names escaped me, but there was a game we played where a similar thing where you play, you got to shoot this chopper down. Um, might have been um, that New York City game I played a couple of years. Oh, memory's terrible. Um, Homefront. Mm. Is it Homefront? It, it, it mm. doesn't matter. Mm. Who cares? We were playing this level, this game where this clearly a boss, clearly a boss in a chopper and you just had to keep popping him and it took probably two sessions of working out where to go, you know, where to get some body armor, that kind of stuff. This thing was over in like 20 minutes yeah. over a couple of repeated times. Yeah. And it was just like, boom shot, he's down. And I figured we've stopped because what you were stopping was um, a message getting out about something or whatever it was. You, you, was, you were shooting down the God, plane. I mean, that doesn't sound like no, an end game, does it? It you doesn't. Know, if you and just, and yeah. it really shocked me. And I wasn't, I wouldn't say I was disappointed. I was a bit, I was just shocked. I was like, well, that's it, you know? And so, but clearly with, Sniper Elite 4, they've got, because um, we're quite, this game's, I think, almost a year old now. Mm-hmm. So there's downloadables to download more Oh, so there's so, DLC. Yeah. Right, okay. So that's, that's a bit, yeah, but usually, usually like a good campaign will give you a story that rounds out and makes you feel like you have oh, gotten to the end. And, I, and I'll tell you who does the endings perfectly every time is Gears of War. And mm. I know you haven't played a lot of that because it's always been Xbox One yep. or Xbox. But Gears of War 1. Fuck me, that was a good ending. And it took ages to get, well, you're not a train, you have to shoot this um, final uh, horde mm. leader, whatever he is. And it was fucking hard, but we got it and we did yeah. it. I was like, fuck yeah, you know? And every Gears of War since, you, you know, and there's a lot of bosses, there's not just one boss battle, there's, you know, multiples in, in, in all the different places. Mm. But you get to the final big one, it's boom, and you know. And then finally, when you finally beat them, you get that 
you actually almost relieved it's over. You, yeah, you, you yeah. don't want the game to win, but you're sort of relieved you've done it, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, we were slightly disappointed by the the boss level in um, Ghost Recon, mm. and same with Sniper Elite Four. So maybe I'm just in a bad run of bosses, but you know, mm. it was a bit disappointing. <clears throat> but I put it on Facebook and I asked for people when they've been shocked. And we got some great comments. Well, actually. it's funny, actually, because that post that one of the things that I did see from that post was Nick Holland, mm. because you didn't actually say anything about it being Sniper no, Elite no, yeah. 4, because you said you were going to reveal another contract. Yeah. And Nick wrote, did you play Sniper Elite 4? Like that's, you know, so. He, he wrote, I, I take you finished Sniper Elite. And I went, yep. And right. Went, ha ha, how rubbish was it? Like, seriously, what the fuck? Yeah. And I said, yes, we'll talk about it this, uh, yeah, yeah. we'll talk about so it So right clearly now. it's, yeah, it's not just you. It wasn't mate. just me. Yeah. Um, I... Again, it comes down to developers and their planning. I mean, um, a game like Overwatch obviously hasn't got a end boss because it's just a big multiplayer bonanza. No, but it's but, got but, a story. Like that's that's one of the things, isn't it? it? You know, like it, oh, fuck you. You know, it's got a story. No, I've, I've never played the game. No, the whole like no, no, no. It oh, doesn't, no, have, it doesn't oh, no, have a campaign mode. No, I'm talking about stories, the universe yeah. that they've built around but, Overwatch. You but know? isn't that interesting? Because they they've still um, had the thought, and that's what we've talked about. How we think. I actually personally think that's probably the best executed game in terms of marketing and mm. hype. And, you know, I think they've just nailed it from, from day dot. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's interesting that they, even though they haven't got a campaign, they've built stories around every player, which I think is fantastic. Well, the thing is to look at it three years on, right? Because it's been out. Three years. Uh, two years. Two, two years. years. Yeah. To look at it two years on, clearly the idea was to eventually turn it into an Overwatch league. Right, yes. like we like we ha- now have, like we spoke at the beginning of so the podcast. So this is the so, end game, isn't it? Yeah, well, not end game. Yeah, you know, end game, but this was their. I guess this was their goal, you know, because it's it's a MOBA, right? It's yep. a it's a multiplayer online battle arena, six v six strategy. Yep. Um, and uh, it doesn't play out like a strategy; it plays out like an FPS. But you know, here we are, two years down the track, and they have built a multi million dollar world league around this. So mm. clearly, the thought at the beginning was, we really got to make something fucking crazy and amazing with the hype of this game, mm. deliver on an incredible story, really get people emotionally invested, because we need the audience as much as we need the players. You yes. know what I mean? So yeah, like to me, far out again. This is a great classic example of them having done it right from the outset, mm. and obviously their plan. You know, they plan this very well in advance to all come together this way. I'm, I'm, I'm really fascinated and curious to see the creative process behind the game. Mm. I'd love to. I mean, I don't know if there's any documentaries about that, like on Netflix. So there's, oh, there's there a few out there that we can have a look at. Yeah. yeah, I mean, you haven't even seen Buddy King of Kong, mate. So what? What can you tell me about gaming movies? Oh, I'm sorry. When did you catch up on Anthem? <laughs> right? When did yeah. you catch? Yeah, fuck off. Watch King of Kong. Fuck, it's a great. Okay, it's a I'll great gaming it. movie. Anyway. But I would love to, fuck me, you know, it won't happen here in Perth, sadly, but I'd love to be involved in, like, with a rock star or mm. a um, uh, bloody blizzard, you know. Like, well, like, there are local game developers here Oh, in yeah. But we can throw the net out. Yeah, it should be nice to get one yeah. on board to have a talk and we'll just talk, talk to, about. We'll talk to Brett Cullen because he's pretty well invested in um, the yeah, people okay. around Oh, yeah, of course, and, yes. Yeah, yeah. I, I am fascinated Working in a creative environment like a radio station and you're surrounded by highly creative people, I'm really fascinated to see why it goes on behind the scenes of the gaming thing because it's the height of creativity. It's, you know, it's the thinking about. And how do you make it long? How do you make longevity out of it? How is it? How do you not make it? I've paid my 60 bucks. I've done the end game. That's it. How do you keep making money out of it? And as as I said a few times, Pete, I am absolutely shocked that more movies haven't been made out of gaming franchises or ideas because mm. for example titanfall would make a fucking awesome film yeah, yeah it yeah. would 
but no one's ever thought to do it. Or they might, they might've talked about it. I'm guessing they probably have, but no one's ever, I've never seen anything to say it's going to be a movie out about it. I would say, and look, there's a lot more conversation to happen to this, mm. um, but I would say Titanfall, unfortunately, would probably fall into that category of, you know, like um, like Doom did when they made a movie out yeah, of that. You know, yeah, that, yeah. that oh, here's a great thing that we can make some action and explosions out of it. We don't know whether or not it'll have a great story, but it's just your sort of usual um, story of, you know, guy fights his way through enemies. And... Did they ever make a movie of Duke Nukem? Because that'd be good. I don't think they did. Imagine him as a Although, character. Although, Ready Player One is going to be a really amazing movie to watch out for this year. Okay. Um, because Duke Nukem makes a cameo appearance. In fact, a lot of um, characters make cameo appearances in that. Um, I'll show you the trailer. Yeah. You not, you've no, not seen the no. trailer? Ready Player One. It's a, an amazing book. I've read it. Um, it's all about gaming. Yeah. Essentially, the premise is... Um, you know, we live in uh, years down the track, this dystopian society, right? Um, where everybody can escape into this VR reality, right? Um, but the guy who actually built the VR reality, uh, upon his death, um, releases a, uh, it's, it's like a Willy Wonka story. He releases a video out into the world and says, I have hidden an Easter egg inside the VR world that I've created. The person who finds it is the one who actually inherits my empire. So it's man, it's insane. Oh, man, it's, it's a that's great read, exciting. and it, yeah. it looks like it's going to be a good movie too. Fantastic, mate. Um, we'll have to wrap it up there because that's an hour. Uh, not even an in my sights. Uh, we haven't even got an in my sights. And look, let's be honest, I'm not really pissed off about anything at the moment. It's oh, been, it's been, I mean, I'm, I'm pissed off the NBN again, but I, yeah, I've had enough of that. Fucking, Who yeah. gives a shit anymore? You know, like it's, a complete, <laughs> it's, it's complete, just worn you down. It's a complete fucking balls up. So, so yeah. we'll wrap it up here. If you've been listening to us on andrewhogue.com, thank you so much for joining us on iTunes, Android, and at Podcast One as well. We really appreciate your ears. If you've gotten this far and want to leave us a dirty little five star rating on any of those, thank you and some nice words. Yes, Dan. We don't prostitute ourselves out very often, but no, we the, don't. the five star ratings we will we will sell ourselves. Oh, so. for sure. <laughs> we will gems will just for that. Big thank you to our uh, great sponsors, PLE Computers, um, Qantas, and Jetstar for having us on board. Sophie Blue and the Blue Planet PR Empire for having us along for the ride and throwing us the guests and tickets and everything we get to give away. Um, congratulations again to Sebastian Poulinet, who yes. won our one thousand member milestone giveaway from the Facebook page. He actually commented on the photo that I threw up. You can see the photo of all of his gear and everything. He's very happy chappy. Yeah. Uh, went oh, out to legend. his house and dropped it off You're this legend, morning. He mate. says, thanks to Peter and Dan and also to PLE and Wicked Witch to, for the great gear. Kids already ripped into all the gear and claiming for themselves. Really enjoy the game on AUS Podcast and look forward to the rest. Mate, you're very welcome and thank you so much. Good on you. As we mentioned, $300 worth of Battle Ball gaming chair we've got to give away. So keep an eye across the Facebook page. More details coming out very soon. And yep. at GameOnAUS.com, I would like to leave with one thought... We launched Lamotte's Review this oh, yes. week. All right. So uh, Adam Lamotte, and we launched this with a little message, right, on the Facebook page when we revealed his first review. Um, we said that, you know, we want Game on AUS to be a platform for the gamers within the community to be able to launch themselves and put, them, put their Great. stuff out there as well. Mm. And Adam, to his credit, has taken that on board and he's done some fantastic reviews. Those reviews are on GameOnAUS.com. But last night, tonight, tomorrow night, and over the course of however many he decides to put out, you're going to see them pop up on the Facebook page time and again. So his first one is Limbo by Playdead. There's also a review for Dota 2, mm. and there's also a review for Fortnite Battle Royale. Oh, fantastic. So if you're thinking about getting into those games, make sure you get over to the Game on AUS Facebook page. Drop us a like there because you'll see the links pop up, and also GameOnAUS.com. Each one of those reviews is up there, and his subsequent reviews that he writes uh, will be up there as they come out as well. 
All right, Dan, that's it for us. Can we call this episode The Genital Joust? Sure. Thank you. That's uh, episode 63, <laughs> The Genital Joust, done and dusted. <laughs> Have a great weekend in gaming, and as we always say, don't forget to save. <laughs>